Celebrating female role models across our community, live from Academy of Mary Immaculate in Melbourne, Australia, you're listening to Be Like Her live on Academy Live. Welcome everyone, live from Academy of Mary Immaculate in Melbourne, Australia, you are listening to Be Like Her live on Academy Live. My name is Rahel Abraham and my co-hosts today are Sarah, Malaya and Ashley. Our special guest today is Laura Thompson. So, first question. <laughs> what or who inspired you to start this, like, clothing, the Gap uh, brand? Yeah, great question. Yeah. Um, so, um, my, um, I'm a Gundajamara woman mm. and my family were very involved in the establishment of um, Aboriginal health services mm-hmm. here in, you know, actually just around the corner from the school in Fitzroy. Um, so, just down Gertrude Street, my family oh. helped establish those places. And I grew up working in Aboriginal community-controlled health services, Okay. Um, you know, on the land of the Wurundjeri people. And I um, got into health promotion. I just love that creative aspect of health promotion and yeah. getting people to, like, maybe if we were able to change some of our behaviours, mm. then we wouldn't need to see the doctor. So it was that, you know, early intervention yeah. work that we can do. Mm. So I studied um, public health and got a master's in public health and I was running um, the health um, preventative health team at the Victorian Aboriginal Health Service. Mm. And one of the ways that we got people to participate in our programs and stay in our program Mm. was to create really cute merch. (laughs) So this fashion. Yeah, is that how the fashion came in? Yeah. So it's basically sort of a bit of a bribe. (laughs) (laughs) You couldn't get the, um, you couldn't get this T-shirt that we designed especially until you went to five of the six sessions. (laughs) That's why. So, um, Anyway, it was going really well. Everyone was loving the programs. It was participating. And I thought, oh, we're also getting um, government funding. Yeah. Um, and the uh, topic at the time for the government or an issue that they want to address was levels of tobacco in communities. Oh, so there was lots yeah. of money for tobacco. But yeah. I didn't necessarily want to talk about tobacco. But because that was where the funding bucket was, mm. I was limited. So I decided mm. to step out mm. and start my own business in health promotion. It wasn't a great business idea because not everyone's like, I want to pay you to yeah, get me to move yeah, more. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't great. <laughs> it wasn't a great business idea, but we're really good at it and we're really passionate about it. Mm. Then COVID hit mm. and those programs that we were delivering delivering mm. independently through the business called Spark Health mm. had to stop. Mm. So we took that little, you know, that incentive, that little carrot, that that merch that yeah, we've been creating yeah. and put it online. Okay. And initially it was called Spark Merch. Spark Merch. Oh. <laughs> I'm glad we changed our name yeah. to Clothing the yeah. Game. And that was really the beginning um, was when lockdown happened. I had two staff at the time. Mm. How do we survive? Let's focus our energy a little bit more on this clothing brand mm. and hopefully one day we'll sell enough clothing to be able to run independently of the government, yeah. the health programs yeah. we're going to run in the community. Um, speaking of the name of your brand, um, it's called Clothing the Gap at the mm. moment. Um, that's obviously play on words, right, for what your brand's about. Is that the only reason for the name that you chose? Mm. Yep. So, it, yeah, it is a play on of the words of that mm. government initiative, um, Close the Gap. Yeah. And I guess that, that's our overarching goal was to be able to add years to Aboriginal people's lives, but mm. we just used business mm. as a vehicle mm. to, to get yeah. there. Mm. Um, yeah, and I remember... Um, 
I was selling this T-shirt to an, to an international bus driver mm. and he's going, am I allowed to wear it? Should I wear it? And I'm like half an hour later I'm still trying to sell him this T-shirt. <laughs> yeah. And this is when we'll still spark merch. Yeah. And I looked at him and I was fed up and I said, look, if you buy the T-shirt, you'll close the gap. And he goes, oh, where do I tap? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and at which point I had this brainwave and it worked, you know, and I texted my, you know, my business partner a three text message and mm. it went like clothing, the gap. And honestly, once we changed the name, mm. um, you know, business for us changed and everyone was yeah. able to see themselves and understand why we're selling merch. Mm, yeah. With Spark, um, you know, you know, with whatever business you call yourself, it has to be really if your name of your business can communicate mm. what you're trying to do, then um, it's it's much easier. Yeah. Yeah, so what was the connection with Closing the Gap? Well, it was linked, I guess, to our overarching purpose was to work on um, reducing the life expectancy gap uh, between yeah. Yeah, yeah. Indigenous and um Indigenous and non-Indigenous Indigenous people, mm. so that's where we went. How have you supported the Aboriginal communities and how has it ch- created change? Mm. Um, well, now that Cloning the Gaps is really grown, like, mm. it, you know, it, um, you know, when I, you know, I spoke about um, starting Cloning the Gaps during um, COVID lockdown, it was also at the same time in 2020 when um, we had the murder of George Floyd, so it was mm. in the sort of height of the beginning of what was a Black Lives Matter mm. movement yeah. um, in Australia and lots of people wanted to, well, they started to um, understand those social injustices, mm. um, you know, learn more about black deaths in custody here and mm. yeah. they were going to these yeah. rallies yeah, and they wanted to buy clothes and there wasn't a whole lot of merch out there. Like, yeah. yeah. So they brought a T-shirt from me. Um, so the business went through the roof. Like, I mean, like there was a line. So like Black Ma- uh, Lives Matter, that's when it like peaked. Yeah. yeah at the beginning of COVID, like there was lines and it was like, I thought, obviously like there's, yeah. you know, <clears throat> there's a business here, but yeah. what a horrible way to start your business. Yeah. yeah. The fact that that's the only thing that made it spike. Yeah. Was there any like pieces that came from that? Like, was there a piece that you made especially for that event? In um, no, because we, like we didn't anticipate it. So mm. at the time, um, all we had was this, I think I'm wearing it now. Sorry guys. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this, oh, sorry, was this T-shirt that says uh, always was, always will be in the shape uh, of a flag. Yeah. And that was the only product we had. That was the only thing people could buy. And I made a decision um, early on um, during the Black Lives Matter movement mm. and I don't regret it. Um, so the decision, <laughs> yeah. was, the decision was I'm going to sell T-shirts I don't have. What do you mean? What? Exactly. <laughs> How does that work? Well... Say I had 300 T-shirts, Yeah, I sold 3,000 T-shirts. Oh, my oh. goodness. So, you know, wow. in your little Shopify cart, you, I oversold. So you aimed higher than what you had. Yeah. And I didn't actually feel bad because I was a bit like if you didn't have a T-shirt mm. from an Aboriginal business to wear to the protest, thank you, um, before the Black Lives Matter movement, yeah. you can wait a week for it. <laughs> You're getting your business. Yeah, yeah, like, no, that's smart. <laughs> and it was able to fund mm. with no any sort of capital investment. We were able to reinvest the money that people brought from us during that, you know, mm. moment in history. Mm. And it really launched 
the brand and we were able to then experiment with other designs mm. and mm. we're able to, you know, get to the point now where we've got a Clothing the Gaps foundation. Yeah. Be like cotton on cotton on foundation. And become clearer to people that we're um, a social inter- enterprise. It means we're profit for purpose. So yeah. profits that we make go back into our purpose to like how many like items of clothing do you actually have in your brand mm. now? Yeah. Ooh. Um, oh God, we've probably got about, I would say, uh, 10 pieces um, of different clothing yeah. now yeah. and linked to other campaign pieces mm. and very quickly the brand become merch with a message. Mm. Um, so it moved away from incentive from health promotion to how do we change the world through yeah. fashion. Yeah, that's, that's so like... <laughs> I don't know, admirable. Mm. What's your favourite, like, piece from the clothing oh. <laughs> Look, the rug, we called it our um, our power tee. It's quite iconic. It's made locally and it was three panels sewn together. So it wasn't just your basic tee with screen print. It yeah. had, yeah, it, it was all pieces sewn together, super loud. Um, yeah, it's just great quality. I love it. Mm. Uh, all your clothing and like your designs, are they made for, who are they like made from and who's coming up with these ideas? Yeah, great question. I had a, um, a girl who worked for me from the very beginning. She volunteered mm. and she's like a lot cooler than me. Oh. <laughs> if no. you can believe it. Um, and uh, her name's Sienna Cachulo. She's a Naranga woman. And she said, Laura, I love your designs. This is when I was doing incentive clothing. She goes, it looked like someone vomited up Aboriginal art on it. I went, wow. <laughs> and she goes, and I've asked all my friends at uni and they said they wouldn't wear it. Uh, oh. oh. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, all right, do something better then. And gave her, you know, 500 bucks and she went out mm. and she created our first piece, oh, wow. which was very pared back, very straight. And, um, she was right. It it really, mm. you know, we created cool stuff that worked for the probably the, you know, the students like a uni kind of vibe. Mm. Yeah. And they loved it. And it wasn't just that they loved the look of the clothes, yeah. the aesthetic of the clothes. People right now, <clears throat> we talk about like the politics of fashion, but yeah. everything's political about what you wear, who makes your clothes, mm. what statement you want to say to the world. And everyone was starting to shift where they're starting to go, hey, um, I want to wear clothes that says something about who I am as a person. Yeah. And that was a real, um, it was like um, good to be cool. Yeah. No, cool to be good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like cool to be good. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? Okay. So I would like to reset for audience members that just might be tuning in now. So you are listening to Be Like Her Live on Academy Live from Academy of Mary Immaculate in Melbourne, Australia. My name is Rahel Abraham and my co-hosts today are Sarah, Malaya and Ashley. And our special guest is Laura Thompson. Um, I was just wondering, you were mentioning like the criticism your friend gave you to yeah. improve the product. Um, on your site, is there an area where the customers, they give you guys feedback and do you often work off of oh, that a lot? Interesting. Mm. Um, no, there's no specific place um, like to get the feedback, right. but it's very clear once you manufacture something, if people like it or not, mm. Yeah, like who's engaging with the post, who's buying it, mm. is there a peak? We often dropped products. Um, so we create this hype. It's called drop culture, but we didn't realise we just only had 100. So, you know, <laughs> first in best dress, but because we're selling out so quickly, yeah. people started to like freak out. I'm not going to be able to get that product to right. created extra hype around things. So the exclusivity um, limited editions, mm. all those things. Like it wasn't a strategic business plan, but we did do that because mm. we just didn't have the money to 
you know, get big runs of things. Yeah. yeah. And then if it's sold, because we're making a lot of our products locally, um, we would just make more. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, fair enough. And if it wasn't selling, like, we wouldn't. Yeah. Um, so where can you find your brand? As we haven't really said, like, where can yeah. you find it so the audience, like, know? We spend most of our life on Instagram. <laughs> oh, um, and honestly, like, we, you know, we've got, like, a lot of, I'm not going to say a lot of followers. We do have a lot of followers, but it's actually not about just people following you. Mm. We've got a community of people mm. who wear our clothes support our causes, follow us because they want to educate themselves more about Aboriginal people and social issues. Mm. But this is why I, this is why I love fashion. They actually do stuff. Mm. So when we say, hey, this is something we think you should learn about and one way you can support us is to sign this petition or write this letter to an MP or whatever it might be or donate to this cause, they do it. And mm. this is like this is the driver about why we continue to stay in fashion because you can actually create social change when you've got a community of people mm. who believe in what you're doing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I feel like you're bubbling with passion. Like I just feel the energy. <laughs> yeah, right? I really do too. Like what is driving you to like continue? Like the way you speak about it is just so like it's your heart speaking mm. and it's true honesty. I just mm. want to know what's driving you. Ah. Oh. Lovely. Um, I'm always like this. But, yeah. And because uh, uh, <laughs> like, I, yeah, I do. I am passionate about yeah. what we do. Yeah. Um, and I'm passionate about the impact that um that, that brands can have, mm. and for all the brands that you might buy for and love, um, I encourage you to just dig a little bit deeper and mm. learn more about those brands and what they stand mm. for, mm. because um. Uh, you know, you know whether or not you know we've seen the increase in um, diversity mm. on your Instagram. Right? Grid. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. More people of color, yeah. different sizes. Yeah. <clears throat> but ask yourself, is this just what I'm mm. getting fed on the feed? Right. Or is that diversity go beyond my, you know, my little yeah. phone? And is it represented in the business? Mm. Um, you know, how are our clothes being produced? Mm. All of these things are. Um, questions that we can ask ourselves and, you know, and support those brands that make statements about what world they want mm. to live in. Like, I don't know, Lush is a great example. Yeah, that's true. Um, of how they use their brand. Yeah. You know, they come out and share content of ours. When a big brand like Lush or Sports Girl shares our content, mm. that opens yeah. us up to audiences mm. that we weren't able to reach. And they're not pushing our product. They're, they might just share a blog that we've written. Yeah. Um, oh. And for the next generation... Um, of young people moving forward, mm. brands have got the ability to influence them more than any politician has. Mm. So you think about that. There's a responsibility, yeah, yeah. Yeah. but there's also an opportunity as a brand yeah. to speak and spread a message. Yeah, which is yeah. so yeah. empowering what you're saying. Like it's really <laughs> yeah. like interesting and like it's really like moving me too. Yeah. So you're doing something well. Yeah. yeah. Um, to touch on the social uh, aspect of mm. it, so obviously social media is a big part of the brand as yeah. well. Um, but do you also have a lot of connections so mm. with your friends? Mm. Connections, <laughs> interesting. Yeah, it's good. Like um, lots of people <clears throat> pay influencers to like promote their yeah, product. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, we've never done that. Um, and we have incredible people mm. represent our brand every day. Um, oh, you have to watch this, guys. We're on The Hunted, <laughs> um, the reality TV show that's running at the moment. Oh, the Hunted. Um, the Hunted, okay. yeah. Okay. Um, anyway, <laughs> it, it just random things happen. So those two, um, two, those two Aboriginal people 
Um, uh, they popped into the store anyway. They're they're dodging um, some detectives, but the point is like they chose to come to Clothing the Gap. So we've got a lot of organic content through our advocacy right. work. Yeah, mm-hmm. but okay, also yeah. um, Kyle Chalmers is an Olympic swimmer. He popped in and he said, "Oh, Laura, would you mind if I wore your t-shirts internationally?" So before he swims, he wears oh. and always wears always wore BT. That's so sweet. Yeah, <laughs> but like that's because that aligns with his values. You're actually, you know, he's embedded in that way of thinking. Yeah. Um, so when people do Eddie Betts wears our stuff all the time um, <laughs> yeah. because we've become we've become friends through the brand. Right, yeah. But um, they're not official ambassadors or influencers mm. um, and I don't think we'll ever pay people to wear it because mm. um, we're values-based clothing and mm. if you had to pay someone to wear it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And them just wearing it is enough. Like it's a pretty big impact just seeing someone yeah. like everyone might know wearing mm. it and they'll be like hey they're wearing clothing in the gap yeah. <laughs> must be amazing and it's actually not about the amount of followers or influencers mm. because if any of you were to wear clothing the guts mm. um and any message based tea it's going to start a conversation for you yeah yeah mm. and you're going to be able to influence yeah. your friends yeah. yeah and we talk about micro influencers and them actually being able to um push people to per- purchase mm. but also educate and influence more than our big influencers because people believe and they've got that relationship yeah. with you. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, now I really want to get your clothing. Yeah, no, I'm <laughs> going to buy it. Like, yeah, I'm really thinking about it. I'm like, yeah, none of what I'm doing tonight going on there. <laughs> online shopping. <laughs> yeah, just doing some online shopping because, like, the, the clothing looks amazing, has a message. Yeah. Like, what else else can you do? And you're showing people a story through clothing. Yeah. Like, don't you want to be there, like, showing your clothes in and a that, good way? It's exactly. interesting. Like, I think starting the conversation is where it starts. Like, the honesty, I think the government kind of stopped speaking about it for a while yeah. and it's been building up and people have a lot to say. So this could fire up some more, like, honesty. I, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. This, is why I, this is why I asked them in business because yeah. watch out, government. Yeah. you don't pay me. Exactly. Oh. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so I'm not tied to you. So yeah. we're not part of the system uh, see, that, yeah, oh, yeah. that oppresses us. So, right. you, know, you know, and that's why we'll, you know, we led a campaign, a national campaign to free the flag. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we were successful in that campaign yeah. for over two years. Like 160,000 people signed our petitions. Wow. Mm. And the yeah. strength of the campaign mm. was that we weren't supported by the government. Mm. That's where the freedom comes in. It's where community-based kind of businesses. Yeah. Yeah. This is just amazing to hear all this. Like, really, I'm like sitting here like, wow, I'm learning so much. Yeah. Never thought I'd learn this much about how a clothing brand like changes people's life. Mentality and yeah. everything. Yeah. Like people who are wearing it are like really thinking about why they're wearing it too because the brand is showing that. And yeah, it's just like amazing. I think when we talk about um, clothing the gaps and one of our – and it was like, again, never the intention of the brand itself but what it's done for reconciliation in this country. Yeah. You know, mm. there's so many people, um, non-Indigenous people, that wanted to do more to support Aboriginal mm. people um, and cause and they didn't know how. Yes, they didn't know how, yeah. And we were like – um, cool. Um, you can start with buying a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> simple so simple. Yeah, yeah. And what what people really needed was an invitation. Yeah. Um, and we do as much um mm. product um as education on mm. our um, platform. Mm. Um, because it's really important because you need to be um, you know, armed with both and knowledge as well. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and one real shift in the business mm. was a decision we made in the brand to label our clothes. Um, either ally friendly or mob uh, only. Yep. 
And that made purchasing really easy from us because the question that was just loading our DMs was, Oh, can I wear that? Right. Uh, they I thought it was only exclusive, like to, yeah. Is it cultural um, yeah, appropriation? Yeah. If okay. I wear your tea? Well, people yeah. think I'm trying to be black. And mm, am I yeah, allowed? Yeah. 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 What um, challenges have you faced um, setting up this business, and how have you like overcome these? Ooh. Oh wow, challenges. Like, there was a, a couple of big challenges. Um, mm. One was with um, the Gap clothing okay. in America. Okay. I don't know if you've heard of them. Like they're 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 very big in America, and yeah. they tried to. Um, start here but they fail but I think they're coming back so the Gap clothing yeah and they're a, a giant multinational mm. and clothing the gaps like I didn't think that they were close enough but yeah. we got a um, legal letter cease and desist from them and we had to change our name because uh, it was too close like uh. yeah because clothing and that are too generic to trademark yeah which, le- which left the word Gap <laughs> yeah and uh, we're using uh, clothing yeah. the gap yeah yeah so we fought them for a bit, and <laughs> you guys are fighters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're fighting. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> um, and it was um, so we fought them for a bit, yeah. and we didn't win, but we we're able to negotiate that mm. we could use clothing the gaps. Right. So we added the S, mm. um, but then we had to like completely rebrand. We weren't allowed to sell anything oh. with um, with without an S on it. So it was like a it was inconvenient. Mm. We also oh. limited yeah, yeah. to trading. Um, there was limitations just in within Australia and not internationally. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, I was also wondering if you've noticed how the business has changed the views on other people in the community. Mm. Like have you recognised any significant change from when you started the clothing campaign from to now? Mm. Changing the views. Mm. <clears throat> Look, um, I don't know, like certainly in my – our business is in Brunswick. Yeah. Um, and Northgate. So I feel like I'm in this bubble. Yeah. <laughs> We're like clothing the gaps as a uniform. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like our school uniform. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's wearing yeah. it. I'm like, how cool is that? Like we're like changing the way people clothe. And what it does, the way people dress in the morning, mm. they're choosing to like literally wear their values. Mm. But this other idea of dressing for resistance. So you can choose to look cute. Mm. Some days <laughs> yeah. I look cute. But most days I'm like – what message you want to put out in the world today. <laughs> yeah. That's like such a good way of thinking of clothing. If you're good at wearing your like clothes that don't have a meaning, meaning to it, you can yeah. have a clothes yeah. that look good and have a meaning to it. Like yeah. Yeah. something that'll catch their eyes yeah. well. So they'll turn around and be like, oh, yeah, that's, that's really cute. <laughs> yes. yeah. And what it does is it opens up um, people to think about, well, how do we like decolonize our mm, wardrobe? And with yeah. the increase of black businesses all over the place, we can start to think, hey, like mm. Who, which soap company might I use? Um, oh, that's a black business. I might choose that soap. And it's not just because they're black businesses. It's, right. We employ, you know, 35 people now and 85% of our employees from Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander backgrounds. Like we're able to build intergenerational wealth mm. in our own communities through business like we never have before. So simply by choosing um, to buy black mm. um, is will impact on um, the Indigenous con- economy in ways that we never imagined It'll impact all of Australia. Like if, if you support one black person, it's going to support everyone. Yeah, but supporting their family, it's yeah. inspiring. Yeah. How do yeah. you see your business moving forward in the future? Like mm. what are the plans? Like you are so confident <laughs> now, but like what is the plan for the – What's the big year going yeah. on? Yeah. Uh, I kind of want to shake up the runways a lot more. Oh, I see you. I see so you. we're going to be seeing you on the road. We're going to be seeing your business on the runway soon. Like we closed Australian Fashion Week, which was incredible. Yeah. Part of First Nation Fashion Design. This is where we come up with this. But the thing is, <clears throat> it's not just clothes. So 
and often like runways look the same way. And yeah. we um, did one thing in the runway, which I'm so proud of was um, this new collection was all about honouring country. Mm. And all the models were Indigenous. So I did one simple thing mm. was we created a sign mm. and um, all the models walked down with it. So in real, and if you think about it in lots of ways, it looked like a protest sign, but it was less about the clothes and more about the message. Mm. And that message said, um, for me, for example, it would say, my message said, I'm Gunda Jamara. So there was all these models. Mm. And for the first time, we were able to give them an identity and a call back to their country mm. and the families they come from. And it was just emotional. Mm. And yeah, everyone was crying. It's like, yeah. how do we use this uh, runway mm. as another way, not just to show the clothes off, mm. but to make a statement? Yeah. And yeah. like that, wow. but that's, that's fun. Yeah. Yes. I don't know what that looks like, but it's enjoyable. And it doesn't really sell clothes, but it's another way to make it, make a message. Mm. Okay. So who is your greatest female role model? Oh, this is a <laughs> tough one. <laughs> um, like in very much our family and our community, it's mm. like um, matriar- matriarchal. So there are so many, um, you know, black women who yeah. have, in, yeah. have inspired um, me. Mm. Um, but, you know, and most people would say it's like your mother, your grandmother. Yeah, your yeah. And like, yeah. to be honest, that's, tr- that's <laughs> so true. Yeah. You know, when, um, you know, I, I want to make them proud. Mm. Um, yeah. First them, yeah. Um, I was wondering what are the qualities that you feel are needed for a woman to be a voice in the community Mm -hmm. um, that can inspire change for the better? Mm. Um, I would say don't aim for perfection. And I'm just, you know, it doesn't need to be perfect before you give it a go. Um, You don't need to. And the other thing would just to be yourself. Um, People will love you for who you are. Mm. Um, And I've really embraced that all my energy, all my tears, oh, yeah. all mm. those things is, is who yeah. I am. And yeah. um, and now that we're running a really successful business, I don't look like a proper businesswoman and I just I just own that I am who I, I am who I am and yeah. I think the most successful um, women are who they want to be and they're not feeling like they need to fit into um, stereotypical yeah. roles that we yeah. think we have to have in yeah. these. We don't. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What advice would you give to your younger self? Um, God, what advice? It's tough. I, <laughs> I don't know. I think um, there was probably lots of lots of things, um, uh, personality traits that I had about mm. myself that I didn't really um, like or I wanted to change mm, yeah. and now I just fully embrace them. Yeah. <laughs> Were you yeah. always this confident? Like you seem so confident yeah, in yourself. Um, Was, has it been things you've been growing on or have you just always brought up being mm. confident? Um, I think I'm, I, I, I'm passionate about what I do and I believe wholeheartedly in what I do. Um, and I, I'm, I'm in a position where I, um, in business, and this is great about why you might want to start a business, <laughs> is that you, you know, we set our own direction I don't have to ask anyone if mm. I can, if that's a good idea and I should do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm in a unique position where I'm, you know, I'm leading my own company. I'm leading, um, you know, pretty much a group of um, yeah. young Aboriginal people who are working for me with the same passion and drive. If you pop in to, we've got a store in Brunswick, you meet the staff and like they love the brand mm. as much as I do. So we've been able to sort of create this lovely sense of community. What has it been like, like starting this business? Like how has it inspired your family? Um, I think it's inspired like 
lots and lots of Aboriginal people to think about starting their own businesses. Yeah. And I love talking like, you know, it's made people more entrepreneurial. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> to start their own business and I don't know, I think that's more important than asking for help and things like that. It's more like yeah, I don't know. I make think their own impact make, collectively yeah. together. When people like seeing your brand, like they can think themselves, or maybe I could start a brand right. too. That gives a message, gives the confidence. But because you're out there showing, like you can do it, yeah. people feel like they can follow. I th- exactly. Yeah. There's, I, a, there's. A, sorry, you, you go, go, Laura. No, you go. No, 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 no. <laughs> I think there's like the fear of failure that stops so many people. Yeah. I think too, like we think about Aboriginal businesses that haven't been around, they've been around for, right. for a long time, but they're not as what, what they are now. And, yeah. Um, I grew up in, you know, the Aboriginal health service and community control and all I knew was mm. health workers, doctors, and that's why I, I went into work into those environments yeah. for 15 years as yeah. well. So now I've stepped out into business and my family and my nieces and mm. next generation say, Aunty Laura's got a F-POS machine. <laughs> you know, it took me ages, ages to get comfortable with someone tapping that mm. because in community we weren't charging people for things. And, like, yeah. it's very yeah. different mindset, yeah. different yeah. language yeah. that we hadn't learned. And I think the next generation and definitely my family will learn from me what is a business and what does it look and feel yeah. like. Yeah. And it's not like a business that doesn't have a moral to it or a message because some businesses like the bigger ones don't really have a big message to tell and you're smaller but you have this big message and getting to this big point. Mm. So it's like really cool like, yeah. Yeah, that you get to show the community. Yeah. So it's just really interesting. What would you recommend us, the youth? Because I think we – you've started this and you're leading us mm. but what is your message to all of us? Um, I would say my message would be to um, educate yourself more about Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander mm, issues yeah. and use what um, what your own personal capacity is mm. to do more um, and whether or not, you know, you want to wear black fashion and have those conversations, that, that that's one thing. Mm. Um, but also I would say if you want to support and people say, well, how can I volunteer? What can I do? I often yeah. say, what are your strengths? What okay. do you love? Yeah. And bring your bring bring your strengths to the yes. table. This is so cool and fascinating and so amazing, this brand. Can I ask you, what is your favourite song? Oh, yes. Oh, <laughs> God. Um, what am I loving at the moment? Yeah. Um, uh, and I'm terrible. I've, I've, <laughs> I've got very bad recall, but I'm loving Thelma Plum. Um, she's an Aboriginal artist. Um, new song at the moment and just all of her, her yeah. music. Mm. <laughs> Thank you so much for today, Laura. No worries. That's all we have time for today. Thank you. It's been great and a pleasure to talk to you, truly. Um, So this is live from Academy of Mary Immaculate in Melbourne, Australia. You're listening to Be Like Her Live on Academy Live. My name is Rahel Abraham and my co-hosts today were Malaya, Sarah, Ashley. Thank you all for joining us today. We hope you have fond information today and you have a great day. Thank you so much. Celebrating female role models across our community, live from Academy of Mary Immaculate in Melbourne, Australia, you're listening to Be Like Her on Academy Live.